Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 12.34 in Edmonton. Brendan Escott alongside Cody Jansen. We'll be with you today, tomorrow, Monday as well. And then Bob's back uh, on Tuesday of next week. Guests of the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. It is the greatest steak you've ever had. Edmonton owned and operated from Wednesday through Sunday, 5 p.m. until close. Head on down to 9990 Jasper Avenue and tell Brendan, Maggie, Taylor, and the staff at Roos Chris that Oilers now sent you. Uh, big guy, Louis DeBrusque was our headliner today, scheduled in. That was for touchback safety. Renew your safety tickets today and get 15% off your course with promo code TRAINING2020 at touchbacksafety.com. In his place, the esteemed Reed Wilkins taking time off of his own vacation uh, and stepping in here. Reed, I appreciate you doing exactly that. Uh, thank you. And uh, boy, it's been an interesting 16, 18 hours here in the sporting world, has it not? Yeah, Brendan, it's just... I mean, what what a year, and so many things have happened at, at the same time. And man, there, there's a lot going through my head with all this. It's it's very interesting the um, the impact that that athletes can have, or, or maybe try to have. I guess we'll we'll see how this all plays out in the end. It's uh, I mean, certainly with with the NBA, um, you know, not playing yesterday, not playing today. I'm I'm seeing statements here that they're they're hoping to resume play Friday or Saturday. And, and where this is eventually uh, all, all going to lead. I, I saw uh, Kenny Smith uh, leave the set of, of the NBA show on, uh, I don't know if it's still called TNT, but the one with uh, Barkley and those guys. And uh, I saw Robert Ory with some very emotional words uh, on, on a telecast he was on too. So I, I think it's important to listen and understand why all this is happening. Uh, that's That's not always easy, but you know this isn't this isn't um this isn't showboating this isn't happening out of the blue i I mean i think that these are long-standing deep-seated problems that uh that we have do it you know is is a lot of it centered on the united states you know absolutely and i think obviously these are these are long-standing issues there for for black people and and with race relations and all that kind of stuff but i I think it's an opportunity to to look in our own backyards as well and in our own lives and and see how people are treated and, and how we're behaving 
I, I, I know, and, and I know this from hosting inside sports for, for the last seven years, I, I realize there, there are some fans, I don't, I don't know how many it would be, but there certainly are some that are uncomfortable with athletes expressing opinions about anything outside their sport, whether it's something social, something political, environmental, whatever it might be. But I also think, you know, there, there are a lot of smart people in the world of sports, athletes included. And if they didn't have the fame of playing in the NBA, for example, they might not have a platform to speak out on things that are important to them. And personally, I, I don't have a problem with LeBron James or, or Matthew Dumba or whoever it might be um, proving themselves that they're not just the quote-unquote dumb jock and that they shut their brains off when they're not dribbling a basketball or shooting a hockey puck. And, and again, it, it, because of their fame, because of them being a high profile, being high profile athletes, it does give them a form to, to, to speak out. And even what, even what Darnell nurse wrote on his Instagram account that the day of the first playoff game against, uh, against Chicago, you know, about being called the N word and, and how it made him feel and how alone and isolated and uncertain it made him feel at times. I, I think it's important to, to listen to that. I, I, I mean, I, I mean, again, I, I, they're not people, they're not saying that just to get, get attention or, or to, it's not a woe is me statement. It's, it's a legitimate ongoing problem and i i don't know i don't know if sports figures can i, I don't know what the impact is going to be I, I mean i really don't i don't know what if in a, a year five years or ten years we're going to be looking back on these couple days and, and saying this happened because of this i i just don't know because there's been so many cries for change in the past and it appears things haven't changed um nearly enough and not enough people have really thought about you know what is happening and, and why some of these things are being said, but I I, I just don't have a problem with them with them speaking up. Uh, I'm not going to understand that I that I understand uh, all the issues, but I want to listen. And I think too, you you look back on arguably the most famous athlete of the last you know 120 or 150 years ever since we started kind of having organized sports going back to the formation of major league baseball is muhammad ali who mm -hmm. is as much remembered for uh taking a stance uh for not being afraid to speak out on issues besides boxing of course he was a great boxer on top of that but he was you know an eloquent dynamic and intelligent speaker and and he used his the, the the platform that being a great boxer gave him to to speak out on other issues that that he thought were important or things that needed to change so i, I don't know how it's going to play out it, it's such an unpredictable year and 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 as of course we know in the world this isn't the only issue that, that we're juggling right now and, and trying to get through but yeah, that's kind of where my head is at. I kind of rambled there a little bit, Brendan, but uh, there's there's a lot going through my head right now. Well, and basically that's how the top of the show started for me too. This isn't fun. This isn't comfortable to get on the radio and, and have these conversations, particularly as a white young male. I mean, I have absolutely zero leg to stand on in this, but that doesn't mean that I can't empathize with why these players are feeling like they, they need to. And I, I'll disagree with you on one thing. You said that they're not doing this to get 
get attention. That is objective number one, but that doesn't end there. And I think Sorry, that that's yeah, what yeah, people may be missing. And of course, that's, you know, I'm yeah, sure I didn't what mean, you mean. They're, they're not doing it first to self, they're doing it to get attention, but I didn't mean, I meant that they're not doing it to, to self aggrandize or just for the sake of saying, hey, look at me, I have an opinion. They, they, yeah, they're doing it to shine attention on on uh, on issues. That they're, but uh, I, I meant that they're not doing it just to, showboat i guess is kind of for lack of a better word yeah exactly and so to me like they're they're how if they were to carry this forward i think that they would be shooting themselves in the foot the way that other people have acknowledged on here i mean you know if you're if you're not in the media then suddenly you're taking yourself away from the platform that you were using in the first place so you i get why there there is a lot to be said for them being on the court at the same time i've never seen anything like we saw dominate not only sports headlines yesterday uh there was like four five six seven hours worth of television coverage that they had to figure out at the drop of a hat as well so the impact of this it was supposed to shake things to its core the fact that it had to happen four months after we were already seeing these players marching in the streets in the middle of a pandemic it it's a shame to me because you know that tells me that everything that they were trying to accomplish in the first place has fallen on deaf ears and so here we go again with the same cycle um the influence that they're trying to have is is going beyond okay so the first time well, we'll put a Black Lives Matter sticker on the floor and sort of desensitize more people to that. Or we'll come out on the court and we'll wear our Black Lives Matter T-shirts and we'll put a we'll put a message that says vote on the back of our jersey instead of a name bar. But none of that seemed to have been culturally impactful outside of the confines of the game. It was great that they were pandered to in that sense, but nothing really changed. How quickly can it change? That I'm not sure of, but it happened again, and obviously they felt like they needed to take a further step, Reed, in order to you know, uh, go beyond just the, the messaging and the surface level change. Well, yeah, I think you make a great point, because I, I don't know how like true actual change that is noticeable often takes quite a long time so yeah I, I mean does do do slogans and hashtags and t-shirts and and things painted on the floor ultimately make a difference well no alone they don't i mean there has to be some sort of larger societal will to actually change things so but we'll, we'll see what happens there but from a sports perspective yeah i mean what's the most powerful thing athletes can't do refuse to play right i mean the sport revolves around LeBron James and Kawhi Leonard and some of the high-profile athletes that you know have apparently said we're we're not going out there. So that that is the most powerful statement they can make, right? So if if they're actually take, willing to take it to that far to say like, look, we are we are not going to do our jobs. That's that's how angry we are. Then I th- I think we have to listen to to why we're why they're doing it, why they're willing to go to that extent. I mean, there's nothing more. Uh, and I mean, we're not talking about a labor dispute, obviously, but in terms of scheduled games, the day of the Milwaukee Bucks saying, no, we're like, we're just not going on the court. Like, that's how irritated we are. That's how angry we are. This is how this is, we want people to think about what's happening. That's absolutely the most powerful thing they can do. The NHL, uh, I mean, they're kind of in a no-win situation now because if... If they keep playing, which I, I guess it appears they won't. I haven't seen anything official yet. Uh, but. Let me jump in for a sec. Pierre Lebrun says that players in the bubble are telling him they aren't playing tonight, and they'll right. still they're awaiting the official announcement from the the league and the PA. 
Yeah, so you do it. You do it now, and it appears like, well, you're a day late. Why didn't you do it yesterday? And you don't do anything. Then you appear insensitive because you keep you, you keep playing, right? So yeah, and and obviously, I think, I mean, I think we have to look at the the raw numbers too, right? There are there are many more black players in the NBA than there are in the NHL. And, and certainly a lot of hockey players have been very vocal and very active, but I think just for raw numbers, I think that's why th- this obviously gained a lot more traction in the NBA than, um, than in the NHL. But I, 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 you know, I guess if the sports world is going to say, okay, we're going to stop, there are more important things to talk about, which is, you know, what Kelly Rudy expressed last night and, and other people too, then, then, then maybe this is the, the, the time to do it. I, I just, I just hope it's, like I, again, I really just hope that it's something people can stop to think about and, and not just say, I, "I don't care what athletes think about this." You, you like, I thought Robert Ory was was excellent talking about his his sons and and saying that he's not sure when they they leave the house if they're going to come back. I think one's a teenager and one's in his early twenties, and he's told them if you ever have to interact with a police officer, just do what they say. Don't appear aggressive or defiant at all. Like just do what they say. I want you coming home. I want you coming home. I think we have to listen to that and and realize that uh, you know black athletes, black people aren't aren't making this up. That this is their their fear with how an interaction with police could go. We're chatting with Reed Wilkins from Inside Sports. 12.46 on Oilers Now. It's Brendan Escott in. And a bit of a somber tone today, of course, with all going on in the NHL world. If you're tuning in late, it does sound like the NHL will not play tonight. They will boycott at least uh, the two games this evening in protest, uh, in solidarity, really, with their uh, brothers from the NBA. The NBA, if I'm not mistaken, Reed, is going to play tonight. It sounded like those games uh, were going to get called off. The latest that I, uh, that I saw was that they're not so to to your point um they does does the league look like does the nhl i mean look like they did this uh, a bit reactionary does that matter again i say it's being asked of the league by the right people today yesterday i i don't think that it was it was being scrutinized by the wrong people in my opinion um Couple texts here. I mean, there's, there's, uh, as I'm sure you can imagine, Reed. There's plenty of people who think that I'm out to lunch, and next time Bob leaves, you should get Don Cherry to replace him. I'm reading here like this. You know, those are the kinds of takes that I just wonder about. Um, Texter here says players can speak out all they want when the riots stop and they stop killing and beating up innocent white people and the police. People might start listening. Until then, their cause falls on deaf ears. All lives matter, but burning down cities does nothing for the two men. So there's plenty of that, and I, I don't like to admit the fact that there's probably 60% of that right now. It's a shame. Um, I just don't know where we move forward from here because hockey is in such a particular position. Like, who plays hockey, Reed? It's it's affluent Caucasian people for the most part. And you're looking at a league that's uh, in the NBA that's made up of, as you mentioned, predominantly black players. And so... I just don't know that... You know, how do you go about supporting... This is tough. This is tough even <laughs> to negotiate this part. You well, know, like, what, what are the next steps? And, 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 it's very complicated. And, and I think that texture, uh, you know, is right in some degrees. Like, yeah, like it'd be nice if there wasn't rioting. Absolutely. And property and damage and and violence and, and all that kind of stuff. Like, I, I get that. But but again, my my counter to that would be why not just listen to what 
these players are saying. Like, yeah. why not just listen and understand and accept that that is their experience or or experience of, of people they know and uh, and actually is like ask yourself, okay, this is this is important to them. Why is it important to them, even if uh, even if I don't understand it? Like that's that's the only thing I would say. I mean, I'm not I'm not going to tell anybody uh, how how to think, but I I, I I would hope that if you know it's if if somebody is really vocal and opinionated about something in your day to day life, if you had a, a coworker who said who said, "Look, I really feel strongly about this," you'd probably at least take the time to listen and understand where he or she is coming from. So I think in this case, on a much broader scale. Uh, why not just take the time to understand that? I mean, I don't think NBA players or anybody talking about this is uh, condoning violence or, or, or rioting. Uh, you, I, I, you know, I, I get that. I don't think that's, that's that's what's happening at all. But yeah, I mean, I, I wish that there wasn't that kind of stuff happening too. Rob again is asking here on our text line whether there's hockey or not tonight. Uh, it sounds like that's all but a no. There is no official announcement yet. Um, let's wrap it up here on a bit more of a positive note, Reed. Uh, there was games last night. I thought Colorado-Dallas was fantastic. That, for all intents and purposes, was a must-win uh, for Colorado, and they stepped up and their their depth scoring woke up somewhat. Uh, good performance there. Is there anything else sort of around? I know you've been off this week, but uh, around the games that you've been watching that jumps out and and uh, appears itself as a storyline? Well, I've still been watching quite a bit. I, I guess I haven't seen as much of the Islanders and the Flyers. I mean, certainly Vancouver bouncing back with a, a pretty convincing victory after losing quite badly in Game 1 against Vegas. I still think Vegas is going to be able to wear them down as the series goes on. They really took uh, Quinn Hughes out of the first game. I, I've been enjoying that Dallas and Colorado series, and now that Dallas can score... And, and I think you see, like, I picked Dallas to win that series, and I know Colorado has Makar, but I look at Dallas's defense, and they got uh, Haskinen, and they got Lindell, and they got Klingberg, who are all very good. And you got the former Oiler, Andre Sekera, on the third pair, calm player, go back, get the puck, get it out. You know, he doesn't have to play as much as he, as he has in situations earlier in his career. And I think the value of... Joe Pavelski, who just can score goals a variety of different ways, and a, and a player who I know is is despised in oil country, and I certainly understand why. But even the value of Corey Perry, how he's just always seems to be around the play and doing all the greasy things that help in the playoffs. I, I still think Dallas is. I mean, I picked Dallas to win the Stanley Cup before, well, before the season and before the playoffs, and, and I still I still think they will. Um, you know, if they keep getting some decent, good enough goaltending, and now that they're scoring, it's another dimension to their game. Uh, Out East, Tampa, Boston, Tampa losing game one and then absolutely they rebounded in overtime game two last night was uh, they beat the wheels off of Boston 7-1 to one, the final in that one Kucherov scoring wakes up Alex Kalorn second star of that game uh, they needed some offense to come from somewhere right it just didn't and I don't necessarily uh, I don't look at a 7-1 score and think that that's the game that I'm excited Nikita Kucherov stepped up in he needs to have three points in a 4-3 win um, but it's good to see they came to life, isn't it? Well, I think I, I really think Tampa Bay is motivated by what happens, what what happened last year. I think they're more committed to playing that playoff style of hockey. I mean, Boston. I mean, they they got all those guys. Like, like you just watch the Bruins play after every whistle. There's a shot or a slash or a little cross check. They they know how to take it to the line and not 
always get a penalty for doing something after the play, right? Or the little slashes during line changes. And Tampa's seem to be willing to step up to that, at least to some degree. You know, you see Maroon getting involved and either even some of their more skilled guys just saying, hey, like, we're not going to take this after every whistle. You know, like, we're, we're going to get involved too. We're not just going to let you guys be the bullies all the time. And, and I think that mentality is helping the Lightning. Reed, thank you so much for pinch hitting for us in a bind. Appreciate the insight. We'll chat soon. Okay, see ya. That is Reed Wilkins from Inside Sports here on 630 Chat. He's also a part of the Oilers Radio. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Network when the Oilers are on the ice. Cody will press pause here on Oilers Now. Back with the James H. Brown Injury Report. 12.54 in Edmonton. Brendan Escott here on Oilers Now. Regardless of where you stand on all of this stuff, thank you for texting in 780-496-0063. I know you and I may not necessarily agree on the messaging. Uh, Some of you have asked me to put my money where my mouth is and walk off the job right now. Um, Not sure what that would prove in any sense. I mean, you know, I'm I'm trying to give a voice uh, of reason, a a platform here, you know, like... I don't know. That's silly to me. But anyway, um, call me hypocritical if you want. I don't see a direct parallel between myself and a National Hockey League player right now. Anyway, Cody, uh, if they are to play tonight, which it doesn't seem like they will, it sounds like things, and no, there is no official announcement on this yet, um, but it sounds like things are getting pushed back, if not tomorrow, then probably to the weekend. But uh, supposing these games do hit the ice, who won't be with their team? Well, I mean, for a quick injury report, Johnny Boychuk, who was out for the Isles, they say he's good to return, still hasn't been in the lineup, so we'll see if he does get in for Game 3, whenever that is, played Philadelphia, still without Oscar Lindbaum. He did beat Cancer, which is an awesome story, and he's skating with the team, so, you know, we hope to see him in playoffs, uh, d- depending on how much longer Philly does stay in the mix. Um, Vegas, Thomas Nosek still listed as day-to-day, and for Vancouver, Tyler Myers as well. He's listed as day-to-day, but a few sources coming out of Vancouver are saying it could could be a little bit longer and probably won't get him back until the end of that series. Yeah, Myers with that separated shoulder partially anyway, but I can just imagine all of the force of Ryan Reeves crunching him into the backboards there and yeah, probably want to play that safe. That is your injury report. It's brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. We're going to hear from Berkey Sportsnet's Brian Burke coming up at 105 and then George LaRock stepping in as truculent Thursday 
sort of uh, picks up, resumes, let's say. But uh, the heavy hitters coming up after the one o'clock news. Let's get to a couple other texts here. Uh, Prav has, has texted a few times, says, thanks for giving us a platform to voice our opinion. As a non-white texter, it's tough to put into words what systemic racism means, but it's real, and I'm glad more awareness is being shed. Yesterday was real pain we see in our young NBA players who, if they weren't famous basketball players, could easily be disenfranchised. Yesterday's events highlight a bigger problem that we have to ultimately rely on our sporting icons to influence political change. If it works, then great, but we have to put more pressure on policymakers. We have to put more pressure on influential white politicians who can influence change through the excuse me, the judicial system, police reform, education, healthcare, etc. Again, that's that is from Prav, and I appreciate your uh, perspective there, Prav. And again, I say what I was understanding of the messaging of the players was: we are not taking the court. We want to alert our owners that they need to step up to the plate, both financially and with their influence to do more to try and either make voting more easily accessible or whatever the case may be given that particular team's requests but the conversation being had i say it's not an easy one um you know here we are mike just wants me to stop being a voice you're a sportscaster Okay, well, that's not going to happen, but thanks for your input. NHL players are pushing for game boycotts, says another texter. Are their teams still in the playoffs? Athletes boycotting are definitely using their fame or wanting their fame boosted. If a black individual in my workplace boycotted and stayed home, should he get paid? All right, then. I'm not going to stop being an ally for this conversation. Whether you text me at 780-496-0063 or not, this isn't about me. This is about having a platform here to spread the message that seems to be misunderstood to some. And we're going to do that in the next half hour with a far more authoritative voice on the matter than myself. That is George LaRock at 135. Brian Burke coming up after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, Brendan Escott, Cody Jansen today on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer Weekdays at noon. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.